Welcome to the More Than More podcast, education edition, where we help you build a better business. All right. Welcome, everybody. We are here for another education uh, segment. Um, Today, I have three guests with me, and we are going to be talking about new construction. Um, So I brought along and I brought in Nicole McLaughlin, Kyle Clarkson, and Katie Harvey. Um, All of them have um, good experience working with um, construction, new construction, working with builders and all those kinds of things. Um, So welcome, everybody. Say hi. Hello. 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 Thanks for being here. I appreciate your time. So, um, yeah, three main goals of this podcast today, just to kind of give people some insight, um, specifically on the new construction market. Um, why new construction? Why, why is it so important to talk about now? And just kind of the overall, why is it different than re- resale? I mean, thinking if I'm a new agent and I'm just trying to figure this all out so we can give some foundation that way. Um, I also want to talk a little bit about working with builders how that relationship looks, um, the, you know, the ever popular question of how do I make sure I get paid? Let's make sure we cover that a little bit today. And then just generally working with clients. How are we advising them up front? Um, and where are we then providing value along the way? Because that's the other question I do get a lot is, um, do I really have value in this space? Like, what, what, where am I involved? Um, and those kinds of things. Um, so that's where we're going. Um, I'm just going to kind of kick us off here. Um, talk to me. Kyle, I'll start with you as the, you know, the veteran podcaster in the room and give the ladies yes, some time to you. warm up here. Um, how is, just tell me about why new construction, why now? Um, and yeah, just generally, like what's going on? Well, new construction is always obviously a major player, but right now when you think of an inventory shortage, you know, two thirds of the homes for sale, if you jump on the MLS are new construction. So you better know it, you better understand it because because if you're going to sell houses, new construction is going to be a big part of that right now. Yeah, absolutely. And I think some of our, you know, outlier markets as well that we're involved in, it's not, doesn't look quite the same as that, mm-hmm. but there, there is new construction everywhere, no matter what market you're in yep. and you do need to know about it. Good. Um, how about Nicole? So like, what's just in general, talk to me about, um, what do we need to know as like the main differences and just the market, how it feels resale versus new construction? Um, I guess I just feel that there's, You know, like if you're looking for an existing home that we're just not seeing the amount of inventory that we need to see. Right. So new construction, like while everybody likes that, sometimes there is some like obvious caveats to it or caveats to it. Yeah, you're right. You're good. (laughs) Um, So like, and, and some of that is, is that if somebody's bought a new construction home before, you know, you've got to buy blinds. You've got to... Oh, the like, things you don't think about. The things yeah. you, you don't think about with new construction homes. And so sometimes with some of my clients that don't want new construction, that's, you know, part of it. Like, they love it or they want to do custom, which is what we do. But yeah, um, there's I, I think there's kind of a difference between the two. Okay, good. Um, All right, Katie, how about you? Just kind of talk to me about, yeah, the difference between new construction and resale, either truly towards market, or if you want to even kind of address for the client experience, um, the difference between new construction and resale? I think that there right now is, um, as our buyers, I think there is definitely, they want to go one way or another, or they're seeing the lack of inventory right. and they have a certain timeline. So then right. they're looking like, okay, this actually isn't an option. I do have a more forgiving timeline. Let's look into the new construction phase because it might take five months to be built and my lease is up in five months right. where- a lot of first-time home buyers are looking at new construction just for the pure fact of lease timelines as well as it's some a little bit more affordable because 
they like to see, okay, this price is three fifteen, and I'm not going to be competing with a ton of people. Oh, true. And I know it's three fifteen. Right. Where new con- new home buyers who I'm dealing with right now are like, okay, how do you even know what to offer? above and over if I'm not getting these on existing homes. So they're liking the flat, like 315. Okay, I can pay 315. That's such a good point, I think. Um, It's really great. The builder, our guests, even on our construction course last week, Kyle, they specifically were like, yeah, there is less competition. I mean, in this space. Normally, you're not competing, not competing offers. Right, right. Depending on when it gets listed and phase of construction that it's at, yeah. So yeah, let's actually talk a little bit more then about kind of timeline and cost changes, though. So you're not necessarily competing, um, but you know, supply, you know, I mean, supply costs have, you know, risen quite a bit with supply chain issues and things like that. So talk to me just a little bit more about um, what you see and what you're experiencing um, just in price changes in new construction. How quickly are those changing? Um, You're not necessarily competing on your offer and having to offer way above, but how is that still affecting the consumer a little bit? Katie, you want to talk to that first? Um, So just from my experience, Mm -hmm. um, definitely is settled down in that aspect where like six months to a year ago it was like we had no idea when things were going to go up yeah for us when we've been starting new construction which has been a lot of customs lately Mm -hmm. we've been ordering things like right away so that we know exactly what the price is so that there's just not surprises at the end where appliances and stuff normally you order like the last month and now we're ordering first as well as crazy cabinets we're even ordering without even getting measured so the framers and stuff have to be more specific to cabinet layouts so we're just doing stuff like really off the bat Okay, good. And when you say we, let's give a little context. Yeah. So who is we? We is me and my husband. Okay. He is a builder for 8th and Hollow Homes. He actually owns a company. He broke off from his father about three years ago. Mm-hmm. So he's been building for six years and has been doing it on his own. And we've been doing a lot of acreage and rural properties in um, southern Iowa in that aspect. So, okay. Yeah. All right, good. Thank you for that perspective. I yeah. just kind of kind of do the same thing here. Yeah. Um, then, so Nicole, talk to me about um, you know, how inventory, pricing, that kind of stuff, timeline even then is affecting the consumer right now in new construction. Yeah, so obviously, so we do a lot of custom stuff. So our timeline is probably a little bit longer than some people's. Um, so mm-hmm. like the stuff that we're, same thing, kind of as Katie indicated, like, but we're ordering like garage doors, windows, the thing, yeah, the things that are taking. You've learned what's taking yes, a long time yeah. and figured that out. Cabinets. Yeah. Um, and what's kind of interesting though too, and uh, is that like we used to do on-site measures oh. for yep. stuff, yeah. and we just don't even do those anymore. Right. Like, like you just got to, <laughs> you just gotta order stuff. Like you gotta you make just it work. Gotta, yeah, you've got to make it work when it comes in. So. Those are the things that have been interesting and a change for us that you kind of have to just like work on the fly a little bit. Okay. If you want any kind of a decent timeline and that decent timeline has kind of like gone to like 10 months. Okay. On a custom. Okay. That's a good perspective to have for people too. Yeah. Depending on like, depending on for us, how long we've taken to get into the process, you know, like, so if we've kind of like when we start the process and we've got a good good plan with a client, right. we'll ask them to start making their selections because like there's a lot of stuff that gets discontinued still. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Quickly. Yeah. Oh, okay, good. Yeah. Um, and again, remind everybody who the we is for oh, you. Oh, Sundance Homes. Okay, you yep. and your husband. Yes. How long has, give a little perspective on Kevin too. She gave yep. us a little timeline. Yeah. So on Kevin's been in the framing business since he's been 18. Mm-hmm. 
and we've had Sundance Homes, which is our building company since 2008. Okay. So I won't. I won't date him. <laughs> we won't. Yeah, won't, okay. We won't I talk was, about how that works. I was, I'll always say that, yes. <laughs> Good. Awesome. Good. So kind of two specific, Katie and Nicole really do have a lot of experience in that custom space. So Kyle, talk to me about, um, you know, timelines, expectations, and some of the spaces that you've been experiencing yeah. with the builders you work with. Yeah, I, I think I'm the only one here that doesn't sleep with a builder. Yeah. So. <laughs> I knew that was going to come out. I knew that was going to come out. <laughs> <laughs> I was just there about that. Uh, uh, oh, I love it. <laughs> so, so yesterday, example, showing a Greenland home. This home is probably 60 days from being finished. They're ready to write, call the agent. He goes, oh, I sold that 15 minutes ago. Well, like, do you have that plan anywhere else? And they do. Okay. In foundation stage. So I'm okay. like, okay, <laughs> can't write on it. We don't know a price. And so when you think about, uh, especially living in that spec mm. spec uh, space, it's like, okay, there's stuff that's out there. Yeah. But you can't get to it yet because, mm-hmm. you know, these prices and you don't know the prices. So I know Greenland's got a meeting this morning, what they're going to do. But as of right now, you know, until they start, they're done framing the thing, it's not even going to be for sale. So right. my guy wants that plan. He wants to be in Ankeny, but he can't have it yet. Yeah. <laughs> and so he has to wait. So that's different because, you know, a year and a half ago, that wasn't a thing. I mean, right. DR Horton, Greenland, whatever, mm-hmm. you could build from, you know, dirt. And right. You kind of know your price and go, well, now right. we we know what we want, but we can't get it. Right. Uh, so, yeah, speak to you. So you um, do represent and work with DR specifically sometimes on list and list and buy on that. Um, what, what are you mostly um, working in and around, like for your buyers or listing? Just kind of give us some knowledge on what you've been working with. Yeah. I mean, you know, DR stuff, I haven't, I haven't listed in the last, you know, probably since, I don't know, eight, eight, nine months. Okay. Market's good enough. Okay. But the stuff we did was kind of leftover stuff Got it. where maybe, you know, DR is different than any other builder. They have builder reps that are working their developments. Um, you know, so these were where there weren't reps anymore because mm-hmm. they had one or two off houses or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and that was fun to be able to do that because different side, you know, 15 years I worked with Eric and Sarah Sanger lifestyle yeah. development and, you know, they built four to eight houses a year. Yeah. And so much different and see both sides of things. Right. Uh, you know, and we've, you know, last year, I think we sold 25 DR Horton houses. Uh, and that, that wasn't even on the listing side. I think we had another 10 was, listings. Yeah. So, you know, we probably were involved in 35 different DR Horton transactions. You oh. know, we've, we've sold six this year. Now what's nice. I was talking to Seth actually last night, you know, and you talk about inventory. Well, DR Horton currently has 397 homes under construction Ankeny. And not, uh, not listed Ankeny, or not in Des Moines. Listed. Not listed. 150 have been released. Yes, there we go. So okay. you've got another 240. So you think about today, I look, there's under 1,700 homes for sale. You know, there are 150 that are for sale, but they've got another 240 or whatever Sitting come, that, that are coming that are, that are not. Yet. Yeah. And then obviously plenty more lots uh, to go with that. So speak to why. Why are they holding back that? Is it mainly due to pricing and things like that? Yeah, pricing. Okay. I think well, I think I think pricing's the big part to okay. know where their pricing's at. And you know, you think about what's happened the last year and a half, you can. And uh, you know, I know with their townhomes and whether they're still doing this or not, you could get on a waiting list. Yeah. And so, you know, they didn't know the price. They didn't know when it's gonna be released, but you could be on a list. So if you're one, two, three, four, five, they come to you first, like, here's the price, here's the release date, you wanna go with it. Okay. No. Well, then they move down the list uh, until they've kind of filled that. So Good. every builder kind of approached a little yeah. different. But Good. So we have, do have production, spec home, and then custom kind of in the room as far as experience and really being able to speak to those things. Um, so sp- they specific- Nicole specifically mentioned 10 months-ish to build a custom. Katie, what are you seeing? And then I'm going to go back to Kyle on some of his stuff too. 
Depending on the house, um, I would definitely say like seven to 10. Okay. If it's a bigger custom, then obviously that takes more and more specific things, but I would stay around there okay. where I would two years ago have said like four to six. Mm-hmm. Okay. Good. Yeah. Good perspectives. Mm-hmm. Kyle, how about you? So when the, I mean, so we'll say it's a DR, yep. like they have stuff in, in the works that's not even listed yet. Like what's the, what's the timeline on that? Well, I asked him that last night. Yeah, too. I uh, love it. And so Seth said right now they're at 181 days to build from start to finish. Okay. Uh, he did say, you know, their goal and they see a path that that's going to be down to about 140 days. They've dropped it, you know, I think 10 to 20 days in the last couple months. And, you know, so they expect it to be, you know, closer to 140, which we're getting back to where maybe we used to be, but right, even closer. that's probably uh, higher than they, they used to be to do it. But Okay. So I think also, I mean, in, in just all this conversation that kind of goes really well into our next segment on kind of working with buyers in general, um, you can, you can hear, I mean, like these they have good perspective because they actually are talking to builders and have those relationships with builders. Um, so I think it does, you know, serve everyone to develop those relationships with builders or like DR their sales reps, right? Because you have to know people that know this kind of stuff, right? right? Who know like, oh, well, you don't have this, but we have a bunch of other stuff that, you know, that you could potentially check out as well. So um, I think building those relationships. So how, um, I mean, you've worked with other builders as well, Katie and Nicole as well. Um, just in general, what do you recommend? I'm new. I'm trying to figure out this new construction space. Um, or even veterans who are wondering how, like, what do, we, what do they need to do to go about building some relationships and how can that help themselves and their clients? So, Katie, you want to kick that off a little bit? Sure. I want to note one more thing on yeah. the timeline aspect. Yeah. So a lot of people also think timeline is just like lack of getting things where Nicole and I just mentioned, like it's getting appliances and stuff ordered right away. Right. A big part of it, as I was talking to my husband last night is honestly like the workers because yeah. they're so backed up with stuff. So Good. that is like our biggest hurdle, Delay. especially in like rural communities, acreage properties, et cetera, mm-hmm. because it's not like they're going house to house, neighbor to neighbor. They're actually having to go somewhere else. So Got it's it. like, sure we can get there, but it's going to be three weeks. So then the house is kind of sitting yeah. idle for three weeks until we can get the electrician in there because X, Y, and Z got pushed back because people are taking their time to get out there. Right. So it's more so even like workers being on time rather than inventory. And yeah. who will go where. Right. Yes. Right. Sometimes not all of your vendors will, will go, go where you're building. Where yeah. you're building. Right. So you have to kind of find some new people. We do yep. some rural stuff. So yep. yeah. Yeah. So I think that it's speaks to yeah. expectations to the client, right? Yeah. Too. So like that's a part of the timeline, but yep. it's not, yes, I like that conversation with clients. It's not just this lack of inventory or as far as supplies. Um, it can also have to do just with who's able to do the work right. for us. Yes. Right. That's yeah. really good. I need yeah. people that are close. Yeah. That's yeah. Because we had electricians plumbed up to be ready to go. And then they're like, oh, Amazon and Facebook actually gave us X amount of money to go work on their building to get it done within a certain oh, amount of no. time. So then we're like, okay, now we're having to like reevaluate and get other people like in line. So I did want to touch on that rather than, yes, it's obviously inventory of getting things, but it's also inventory of workers. Of people. Yeah. yeah. That's really That's good. Great point. That's really yep, good. Yep. Okay. Um, so let's go into those builder relationships. Yep. Um, so how can that help serve you and your clients as far as just kind of getting to know and building those relationships or how do we go about it, I guess? Well, to go off, Kyle, it's my husband. Yeah, so, um, <laughs> that makes that part easy. Easy relationship, um, but in general, I think. But you, in general, you know, yes. served, helped buyers purchase other new construction homes as well. Correct, mm-hmm. correct. So I think definitely being involved in a lot of things that Des Moines offers, which is the builder developer luncheon and being yep. there and especially talking with different agents. Like Kyle is even saying, like finding out about inventory that's not even listed yet. Right. 
because a lot of builders are wanting to list it at a certain time because everything's also picked. So it doesn't really give the clients like, like you have to buy it. I know you want a house. Like this is what we've already decided. Like there's room to maybe change like a few things, but not a lot. So I think, yeah, being like present in what's actually going on in the community and um, being going to those events and stuff and especially talking to different builder agents just to get that relationship to know like kind of what's going on in the market as well as like what's available that you can present to your clients that you know is coming that you can't get right now right so it's yeah maybe not necessarily about all going all the way to the builder it really is about the representatives of these builders and figuring out like who's representing who developing those relationships because yeah they know about more that that's out there that's just not listed yet um nicole do you want to speak to that a little bit before i turn yeah so i think i agree with katie like 100 percent. it's a lot of the agents that represent the builders but so the big thing that i had focused on for a while was um the hba actually sends out a like um their their developers send out a lot list oh nice so we kind of have like a lot book yeah of so when we have clients that are like looking for particular mm-hmm. properties mm-hmm. um that's our go-to point and Love so it. that's been a huge thing for us is that that's been our connection for builders of like going directly to them because they don't always list on the mls yes and that's lots kind of, especially for sure you know it's unfortunate for us sometimes but yeah. it's fortunate if you know what's out there in yeah. inventory um i i guess i'll speak to also with that is just really know your land like if you yeah. don't know your land, make sure you know somebody that knows land. Okay, speak to that a little bit more. What do you mean by that? Um, so most most of the time, developments are fine, but like as Kate, like you obviously like you know acreages and that kind of stuff. So mm-hmm. land that is not necessarily in an, a development, an organized development that has utilities and yep. everything ran to it. Um, I think it's very important to get with someone that even if you don't have your builder yet that you need to know like the septic or the utilities or do I need to have retaining walls, that kind of stuff. So I've seen clients get into a really deep hmm. situation financially yeah. just over land Preparing the land for yes. being able to build. Yes. Yeah, so I think of the, you know one of the best resources you can go just to start, um, even just looking at the land PA yep. kind of gives you ideas of what other tests exist out there, things that you're thinking on bare land that you may not be thinking when you're in a development. So yeah, yeah I like I like the know the land. That's good. Yeah, yeah. That's good. That, I, that's an important thing for me. That's good. All right, Kyle, tell us, how did you develop all these relationships with, I mean, because yeah, you seem to have a lot of information. You're having these conversations. You're in communication with these people and um, just kind of how did that develop over time? What'd you do? Yeah, I mean, relationship building, yeah. to, you know, to know who the players are. I was looking, here's some stats uh, Seth shared with me last night. And so this is October 1 to, to April 10. This is Des Moines market, so more specific to that. But yeah. DR Horton's sold 351 houses, Destiny 157, Jerry's 154, Hubble 154, Greenland 148, Tanzanite 105, and then down the list. But if you think about the major players. Those are your big players. Yeah. Those are your big players. Yeah. I mean, and so mm-hmm. you, you better maybe have a contact there yeah. to go to. Yeah, good. Because, you know, here we just talked about DR Horton who has, you know, 240 that's not even been released. So there's there's plenty of more uh, inventory that's uh, that's coming down and when there's a lack of inventory like this, you better know that. So it might be a builder, it more likely is a builder rep yep, yep. and having someone. So I, I keep talking about DR Horton, but we've got a builder rep that sends us a um, a list every Friday like hey, here's some either maybe it's 
a steal for the week or, you know, there's okay. a promotion run on nice. this and, you know, hey, you need to check these out or new ones that have come. So we kind of get a, a, you know, a weekly email from that because uh, that's probably the builder we work with most yeah. uh, with our buyers just because, you know, they have the most it's inventory. The inventory and, and pricing. The inventory that's right. out there. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Good. I like it. Um, so yeah, get on the secret list things. You yeah. know? <laughs> I don't think they're actually secret. They would be happy to yeah. share them yeah, with you. They want to, yeah. Once you know who their sales reps are, yeah. they really would be. Yeah. Or like you mentioned, Nicole, too, that even that lot list from Home, Builder, Home Builders Association is like, yeah, I mean, just yeah. knowing where to get this information, knowing about the information, developing those relationships over time. So um, so let's, let's talk about just the commission in general. Um, I mean, so anything that's listed, I mean, just that BBC is included. I mean, what, the, what you should be getting on the buy side is included for things that are listed. Um, um, so how do how do people expect? And let's start with maybe the custom space, right? Um, so if you are not bringing the buyer, somebody is bringing the buyer to you guys. Um, what does that look like um, with realtors on the other side as far as getting that commission? I guess. I mean, for us, it, it's no question. Um, I have honestly, unfortunately, had to coach a few client or, or agents on the agents other side. On the yep. other side, um, how to properly represent represent themselves yeah. and why it's so important yeah um which is a little bit awkward when you're you know like <laughs> representing the seller okay yeah. yes. maybe kevin doesn't know yeah. no, i'm just kidding yeah <laughs> but it's it's actually in our builder contract too I love um that. yeah so like it's it's not even a question like unfortunately sometimes you know not everybody fulfills that full role of what they should do and going through all of their process right but it's a very important thing that somebody needs to be an advocate for them even though I know we're going to do what we yes, intend absolutely. to do and we're going to do a great job. Right. But at the same time, like there's warranty phases and there's things that need to be followed up with. And yeah. 90% of the time they're still contacting us because we are very involved in our process. Yeah. But I still feel like they need to have someone on their side. And so. Yeah, that's good. But a lot of agents just don't think about how they mm. need. Yeah. That. Or even like, oh yeah, I need to present a builder commission yeah. agreement because yeah. it's not automatic. You yeah. just don't assume it. I mean, yeah. obviously don't assume that you're going yeah. to get that. It's actually, like I said, yeah, it's part of our contract. So Good. yes. Okay. So, yeah. All right. Katie, you want to speak to it and just in your experience on the buy side or then your experience on the list side as well? Very similar. Yeah. Um, especially through the new construction process, buyer's agents earn every penny because mm -hmm. they're going through it's not like okay 45 day close inspection appraisal title like you're checking yeah, like five right. boxes yep. and then yep. it's closing this one a lot of the agents are going to the design meetings and different Good. things like that so ours is the exact same they earn it right yep. and we they deserve it because they're yeah. bringing us the buyer or different things like that but um, along, I've actually never ran into working even as like a buyer's agent with a builder if I'm bringing them something any confusion as far as commission. The yeah. only time I have is if the buyer already actually owns the land. Okay. So the buyer owns the property already. And then okay. now they're using you to try and find a builder to build on that land. Okay. Um, that's the only time I've ever been in like, this is kind of weird because you already own it. And then they're potentially the ones taking the construction loan out. And then it gets just like a little more unique, but okay. I've never had that issue at all. Okay. Good. And I think maybe, I mean, I think I'm, I, I'm hearing about it and seeing it less and less. I, I feel like when I first started, which is now eight years ago, I mean, it, it was more of a quote unquote fight or a battle to like make sure that you could get that commission. Um, but I love that you're both saying like you, they they should earn it. I mean, because there is a lot yeah. more involved and you're in it for the long haul. I mean, if you're in it for 10 months, 
right? Yeah. yeah. Um, and that's from from under contract to close versus yeah, a 45 to 60 day close on a resale. Um, you really are in it for the long haul with them. And so you can earn that. So Kyle, what are you experiencing? I know, um, yeah, what are you experiencing with commission? What, do you, what suggestions do you have for people that well, we do have a form. So, yes, you know, thank you. <laughs> we, yes, if, you if you're going to yeah. uh, <laughs> approach that, then you should definitely pull out that form. So yes. I think it's commission, some builder commission agreement, I think is what yep. it's called, mm-hmm. right? In the it drive. is. So I'd grab that. I'm with you, you know, 19 years now in real estate. <clears throat> I can think of a few times that uh, I was not paid on something. And our market's also different. You know, I remember Ames was a little more tight on that yeah. uh, in the past, at least. And Pella's experiencing some I, pressure I've heard, with that I've as heard well. that. Mm-hmm. So, but Des Moines... As a whole, it seems like, you know, builders, you know, want to work with you and uh, they want you to continue to bring clients. And so, you know, in the spec space, it's really, you know, it doesn't take much. I mean, DR is, they've got bonuses on about everything anymore. So um, it's always fun to make more, more money. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I think a big note to add that I didn't know, and maybe this has changed, but that builders purchase agreements actually supersede our purchase agreements. Yeah. Okay. So I think that's a big thing. Like if you're not reviewing those contracts, um, like granted you have the commission agreement, but you really need to make sure that you have proper review of those actual purchase agreements. And not just for you, that is for your client. Like that's one of those times that you on the buy side um, really need to step up your game and help representing your client and understanding what those caveats and clauses and extra things are that have to do with change orders or how we're going to handle pricing or all those kinds of things are in there. And you really need to be diligent about reading those. I think that is a huge value add. And I would say, what do you guys think? 80 to 90% of the builders kind of have at least their at least own addendum. builder addendums, yeah. Yeah. if yeah. not their entire yeah. like purchase agreement that you have to use. Yes. yes. Yeah. 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 Okay. I would say at least a good percent of them. And sometimes you don't, you don't always get it. Like, like what they're going into kind of like what Katie was talking about. So they've already bought their own land. Right. Okay. And then they've signed an agreement with the builder. Right. And then you're kind of going through the purchase agreement at some point sometimes. Yeah. Okay. So I think it's just really important to make sure that you understand if they've signed any documentation with the yeah. builder prior to, um, cause they just, you know, like buyers aren't educated in that space. Right. So they don't really think about telling you because they're doing a different agreement with you. Yeah. Good. So I think it's, it's really important to just make sure like, Hey, have you like agreed with anything with the builder? And then kind of pivot off of that. Good. I like that. So I think um, speaking to the major players and building those relationships, it's also probably super smart to get familiar with their paperwork, yeah. right? Yeah. So yeah. as you're digging into them, building those relationships, maybe just start even before you have a client going through it, start familiarizing yourself with their paperwork. Yeah, because yeah, I guarantee you that whole list I, yeah. I read, they all, all have, have their either paperwork. own purchase agreement or yep. some sort absolutely of Absolutely, they do. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Good. And if you do have clients, so talking to like new agents or a f- first time agents working with builders. Yeah. I do think it's really important to have a conversation with your buyers yes. and letting you taking the reins and reaching out to builders yes, because I've had buyers reach out to builders and it wasn't in like a snaky way or anything, but it was like, Hey, why don't you come in and talk to us? And then we can potentially work together and kind of do this cheaper and get you more of what you want. And then like I'm cut out and it's, if that's the route they want to go, Right. 
I respect it, right. but to show your value up front on yes. what you're bringing to the table yeah. with this new construction, like yeah. I'm on your side here, especially with COVID pricing and stuff, like you don't know addendums or different builders can be like, oh, actually, wood was this much more. So now you're going to owe 15K more, which was what it was, what, a year and a half ago. Right. So I do think it is very important having the conversation up front with your buyers, stating all of that to be like the point of contact with the builder. Good. And then once you get the purchase agreement and stuff and then design appointments, obviously the buyers will then have contact with somebody there. Right. But I do think you need to be that. Inject and yep. educate on that. That so staple yeah. contact person for yeah. both sides. So I think that is a perfect segue. I mean, to our, to our last section that I really wanted to focus on is where do, so you both are saying like, yes, buyers, agents in this space earn, earn their keep, but if they earn their keep and they kind of know where to be involved. So I do want to spend a little time just on what value do we bring as buyers agents to this space? Um, so you already kind of mentioned Katie, like some of the conversations you're having up front is similar to on the resale side, you know, when I do a buyer consultation and I say any sign in any yard, right? So like, this is a similar conversation, but then with builders, like, let me be the person reaching out to builders for you. So what other, when you know a buyer is coming to you and they say, I want to do new construction, whether it's custom or just in general, what are some of the other, and I'll start with you, Katie, some other conversations that you're having up to set up proper expectations beyond let me connect you to the builders? Um, more, um, elaborate a little bit, I guess. So when you're doing a buyer consultation and they say new construction's it. Yep. Right. And what, what other conversations are you having with them? I think the biggest one's timeline because you're definitely looking at, okay, new construction can mean spec house, spec turns, custom or a full on custom. Good. So it's definitely price range and not 99% is timeline Yeah. because if they're wanting something in three months, you're looking at something that's past drywall and all that stuff is getting finalized. But I think the timeline one is really, really big, especially with, like we were saying, like some houses can take 10 months to build. And if you're looking to get in sooner, then that's the Then this space isn't going to be a good one for you right, kind of We thing. need to be looking in right now. Okay. Yeah. So that timeline, let me reach out to the builders. What other conversations are we having, Kyle, with buyers who say, I want new construction or this is the path I'm going to pursue? Yeah. Again, it comes, what are they going to do? Are we thinking spec? Um, yeah. Are we doing custom? Because if we're doing custom, then you know, there is more to that conversation. Yeah. You know, we were talking the other day in, in that class that you, you've got to build in more money, you know, because yep. you're going to make changes, you're going to do upgrades. Yep. And so, you know, if your budget's six and we're at six, it's almost like, well, are you prepared to go mm. to 650 on yeah. this? And, yeah. and then you get into the, you know, interest rates right now are, are kind of crazy. And that's mm-hmm. another conversation. Okay, if I'm approved to six and we're talking 10 months down the road, I don't know what what rates are going to be, but right. you know, there's I think maybe more than ever some more conversation in. Okay, what are we going to look like 10, 10 months down the road on this? Good as far as your monthly payment and all that. You know, if it's spec, Katie mentioned it earlier, but pretty much things have been picked out. Right. There's not you know as don't I was walking through that Greenland choice. yesterday, I'm like, well, they're white cabinets. Do you okay with that? Because we're <laughs> not changing that's what it. it. Is. And, yeah. And so you, you know, yeah. you don't get all to say maybe you did a couple of years ago and okay. we'd go sit down in Greenland's office and whatever, you can pick that or that and yep. mix and match. It's, Hey, it's been ordered. You okay with it? I guess I have to be if I want the house. So, you know, that's, that's changed a little bit. Okay, good. So definitely budget, mm-hmm. <laughs> budget matters. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if they're saying, I mean, oftentimes that leads you to what can we do? I mean, so sometimes if they tell you a budget, maybe, I mean, custom could automatically come off the list. I mean, it just depends, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so 
timeline expectations. Let me be your middleman for all the contact and all the relationship kind of building as far as contacting people. Um, budget matters. Anything else that we're missing, Nicole? Like just studying yeah, proper no, expectations I, of buyers? I'd say just overall expectations and contingencies. Okay. You know, like that's a big thing. Like you just have to be prepared that you're probably going to spend a certain percent more if you're going to do a custom yeah. than what you normally would like have experienced a year ago. Well, two years ago. <laughs> Last year was just kind of a Crazy. wild guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I will actually kind of touch on what Kyle was talking about. I And I haven't talked to her yet, but there is a lender that from Guaranteed Rate that called me and they have a 365-day lock, lock construction. Wow. Okay. See, I think yeah. knowing that information, because yeah. I was just thinking that was brought up last week in our class too, as far as find the yeah. lenders that yeah. will rate lock you sooner yeah. for a longer period yeah. of time. I assume so, that's a higher rate, obviously. Yeah, I mean, I, like, I'd like I said, it. I called her <laughs> yeah. back. Yeah. She, she called me last night. I called her back this morning, and I... Land phone Because I really wanted... I'm curious. To, yeah, yeah, I was, because I was very curious. I'm like, this is really shocking, like, yep. at where you're going to lock into, and... I'm, well, I, I was in the mortgage business, so yes. I, of course I'm like, who's your... Who's what do you mean? Who's what your you people? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who's your people? Tell me more. Yeah. It's real, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yes. Um, but that's very interesting, and that, and it's very exciting for builders because right. that's a huge thing. I mean, it's a huge thing, period, for any new construction right now, especially since, I mean, how many, wasn't it like 700 and some of the, the houses that were listed were all new construction? Out of the 1,700? It's like 1,100. Yeah. It's like 1,700 or resale. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I think it's yeah. like 72%. Yeah. 72% yeah. new yeah. construction. Good. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, like, that's kind of an exciting thing. Because, right. Because, like, especially, I mean, there's a lot of builders that aren't doing in it. Like, they're not selling into until they're in framing stage. Right. Right. They but, have, they have I a mean, better idea on yeah. cost. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And some of those might be proposed. So, yes, there's that much inventory for new yeah. construction. Yeah. But that doesn't mean. For sure. You can buy it in. Yeah, and Move I mean, in in right. and for yeah. us that are doing <laughs> custom stuff, I mean, like it's it's a very exciting thing to just know, like, at, that they can afford it. Yep, right, <laughs> right. So. Um, yeah, you definitely don't want to get to the last month, the final yes. stretch, yeah. and then all of a sudden yeah. we can't afford this house. Yeah. So, Nicole, what were you? Say, I know you threw out an actual percentage number, like a round number ish, that when you're sitting down to do that custom and you're starting to work through the process, what's that? percentage if you don't mind throwing that out again um, as yeah, far as like we what usually you tell do them. 10% okay. but some I mean like it, it's honestly depending on the price of the house yeah it's 20 to 30 thousand dollars more than what they end up wanting to spend right and ours is sometimes not just always like the actual process of the build it can be the selection process yes so um we also as as Katie probably knows um, like we also do a lot of Southern Iowa stuff. So like yeah. you have to be really careful of like unstable soil and yeah. overdigs and footings. And so again, that goes back to the land. Yes. Like there's a again, lot of land development costs. There's a lot cost. of land development costs. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Good. So 10%. So what we're, t what she's mentioning there is specific to, this is the number we have today, yep. but by the time we close, giving them some sort of expectation of it's probably going to be more. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Good. Yeah. I like it. So I want to just kind of wrap up with just where else are we injecting value? So we can inject value with buyers when we're sitting down with them, setting up proper expectations. You both, oh, you've all mentioned lot selection. We might need to go help them find a lot. That's where you're helping provide value. Um, you've all mentioned selection, like with their selections in a custom, they always get selections in a custom. Others, they may not, but being a part of the selection and builder meetings and those kinds of things. What else are we missing? Where else are you 
going alongside your buyers and being that advocate for them in the process other than lot selection, selections in general, um, and then just kind of that upfront expectations. There, there could be a lot of walkthroughs. Yes, you know, so tell me you about think, those. You think about uh, electrical walkthrough and you're going by and, hey, where are you adding outlets or, you know, whatever uh, placement of that stuff. And, okay. Uh, and then trim walkthrough is okay. another big one. And uh, um, then painting. you got your painting. and. Good. You know, uh, these guys can probably speak to it more, but obviously your final walkthrough and then with the builder, you got that, you're kind of doing a blue tape, walking through it. They're probably talking about their warranty and then you're going back, kind of make sure all right, that final. stuff is done, mm-hmm. final walkthrough right mm-hmm. before close. So mm-hmm. uh, you, there's definitely several times throughout the process, you're walking through the house with them. Yeah. Yeah. Katie's laughing. What do you, what's, what's going on? Well, your and you're buying, a, the buyers are buying a house. They want to see it every week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's just for the building. Every week, yeah. every yeah. day. Every day. Yeah. So when it gets to the phase where it's now locked up, they're like, hey, what's going on there? Why can't Ooh. I just find it in my house? Yeah. So yes, you're doing all those, but you're also doing a few more. more. Well, and you, you probably need to keep an eye on it too, because right, you know absolutely. they are, right? right. And right. so right. I've got people building in Norwalk right now and they'll shoot me a text like, hey, you know, I think they screwed this up and... <laughs> And they might have, because you know, I mean, that happens. Right. And so you humans building a house. Yeah, that's right. right. Yeah. People make mistakes, and that's just part it's of all it. All man-made mistakes. Yep. That's right. Yeah. So, so have it in your schedule. Time block time yeah. to drive around yeah. to all of these different places because you know they are. I mean, yeah. that's not that's like that's good advice. Yeah. I think the big thing too is like documentation. You know, good. like buyers not necessarily always are documenting the conversations that they've had, mm. and so that is a good representation mm. as a agent that. You, you need to represent your people. Yes. And like you changed your outlets. You did these things. You need to Where make sure. Where is that being documented? Yes. How Are we all signing off on that? Is that yes. yes. Good. So like how are those invoices coming through? Every builder is different on how they handle that. But I think a big thing is like how you are making sure you're protecting your clients. Yeah. Good. In those processes. Yeah. Really good. Is there yeah. anything that we missed? Anybody on like, yes, you're. We have several times that we are walking through. So again, like you're in it for the long haul. You're earning your you're earning your keep on that side. Yep, yeah. um, if you are kind of being present and I think the other things. important thing is the rough end stage. Okay. Um, so what I mean by that is kind of like if you're not necessarily finishing your basement, like it's really important to work with your builder. Okay. To make sure that everything is laid out when you're in the basement the way you want it. Yeah. Good. For when you. Finish future. Okay. Yeah. Good. And I guess we've got that. (laughs) Yeah. And I guess just in general, like, I mean, you just said electrical walkthrough and that made me think, are are there times when you're doing electrical or any portion of this process where you're either talking people in or out of things just be based on experience or like I had a client do this and they hated it, you know, or just like helping them think about their lifestyle and their family situation. I mean, are are we really advising on helping them make good choices with what they're doing? Hopefully. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah. I, I, I chime in all the time because okay. you've seen things that people have done that they maybe regret doing yeah. or wish they would have done. And yeah. so, you know, things you've seen in other houses. So obviously we see a lot of houses and yeah. I mean, you guys, especially on the new construction side. So, I mean, to offer that advice they, right. and all end of the day, they're going to do what they want, but right. certainly going to give my opinion. Totally right. agree. Or in like electrical, I mean, what we see sometimes in the electrical walkthrough is like, you know, people go after an existing home and they add dimmers and stuff and they don't really think about it. And then all of a sudden they get their electrical bill and a custom. And they're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> How much did dimmers cost? So it's stuff yeah. like that. that Knowing just, the decisions yes, that they're the actually. decisions that they're making. And how so, that's affecting everything else. Yeah. Yeah. So we're Good. obviously very present in the fact of like, this is X amount for each dimmer. 
So before you say everything, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Right. yeah. So so those are things that I'm always like. These are things you can add later. So I think that's yeah. the big thing for us is like we're we're big focusing on like what really needs to be done in the construction phase, right? And really where to spend your money and Good. stuff you can upgrade later. Good. I like that. Because I think that's a, an important thing to point out to clients. Yeah. That's really good. Yeah. And I, yeah, I think your experience is your value. I mean, as far as, I mean, just knowing all the things, but your experience in some of those, oh, well, I've seen people that have done that before and this is why they didn't like it and kind of helping them think through it. That I think that is value add as well. Yep. Um, last one before we wrap up inspections. Um, so, um, I have some, you know, realtors that I know in our in, within our walls that are super adamant that they want to do an actual home inspection, even if it's new construction. Um, so I just kind of want to get your opinions on that and then just a little bit about how that works. So what I'm saying is like upon completion, we still want to do an actual home inspection just like you would for a resale. Okay. So just kind of want you to start us off with opinions on that process. How does that work? I always go back and forth on this. Yeah, right? yeah. Ultimately, it's the buyer's decision. Obviously... Yep. There's a lot of inspections that take place. Uh, you know, the city's coming out many times throughout the process. You're doing your walkthrough. You got a one-year warranty. Uh, there is a lot of peace of mind spending three, four hundred dollars uh, to have an inspector. You know, go and look at the home. But right. you know, I would say half of my clients do an inspection, and and half of them don't. Okay, good. Katie or Nicole, you want to speak to that? Yeah. So I would say I always encourage clients to do it. Okay. Um, the builder does not get up on the roof and do everything and like go through and make sure that like in, in as much as I love my husband, who is my builder? (laughs) (laughs) I feel like he does a really good job. I mean, he's very present on site and and really gets thorough in things, but at the same time, like things can get missed. So, um, I always give my clients the option. A lot of times they don't necessarily choose it, but on the new construction that I've sold, 90% of the time there's something that comes up. Yeah. So it's, Good. it could be small, it could yeah. be big. It's, it's just something that I think that your clients really need to be made aware of. Okay. Good. Katie, thoughts, experience? Um, I always encourage it. Same. Because okay. you don't want to be the person that's like, no, you don't need it. Especially representing like family too, <laughs> yeah. right? And it's new. Um, so on that, I always encourage it. Okay. Um Six months ago, for my buyers, I would have been same, encourage it, but it's completely up to you. And then I had some buyers get an inspection on a new construction house, and there was tons of things. Oh, no, yeah. And it wasn't a cheap house. It was over 700000 And they yeah. ended up walking away from it because they were like, this is a new construction house. There's this much wrong with it. 40-plus items. And they oh, weren't wow. like small items. They were pretty significant. Um, yes, the builder warranty would have came into play for all of them, but it was, they were like, oh, we don't want to buy this house. What else we may be we missing? Were spend many, yeah. Close to a million dollars. Now we don't want to buy it because what else did they maybe not do what they should have done? Okay. And then they just bought another new construction house and just had an inspection last week and it was like flawless. There was like two minor, don't minor you feel things so much that we did that at the Blue too. Tape walkthrough just to have them do. But yeah. so now my perspective has changed a yeah, little bit. Yeah, good. I'm like, do it. Like Kyle said, three, three, four hundred bucks, peace of mind. And you can yeah. approach it before you even buy it. Like, yeah, 
just do it. Yeah, and just consider that in your timeline, right? I mean, so you can write that into your offers. You consider consider in your timeline so that you do have time to negotiate and address things. Oftentimes, my experience has been the builder wants you to do it before blue tape, right? So it's like, let's take care of all these things. Let's do kind of all in one and then come back, you know, those last couple times. Usually mine's the last 10 days. Yeah, good. So, I mean, that's kind of where your punch phase should be anyways. Yep, okay. Or like just, uh, we kind of talked about this in our last uh, our last meeting, yeah. Kyle. Um, but just like, hopefully, builders are giving themselves like the last two weeks, <laughs> yeah, yeah. To right? Just kind of get everything. They done. know they need to be there. They know yes. that last minute stuff. All of it needs yes. to kind of be buttoned up. Yeah. And, so and I, I think yeah. that's another thing we should talk about is like that checklist of the things that need to be completed after the fact. Okay. So there's definitely like a warranty period. Yes. And so, like, really understand that from the builder of, like, what the warranty is and when the warranty period is Mm -hmm. and what's warrantable. Because if you are looking at some things that are somewhat significant, we shouldn't be closing, Mm -hmm. probably. Because you don't don't want to count on the fact that that the warranty is going to cover or something like that, like, to Katie's point. Yeah. Or you're hoping that they're going to do it after the fact and or... A year from there. Right. Because most builders necessarily will not come back. Like we, we kind of do a 90 day, like we let them get in and we kind of do it mm-hmm. like a 90 day check through. Yeah. Like, Hey, let's get this. And most up. do not. Yeah. <laughs> most Let, don't. Let's, yeah. let's trim it up. Um, but we, yeah, we definitely, and, and a lot of, you know, new construction vendors don't love to go back into no. existing homes. They say we, I mean, most of them yeah, again at Blue just, Table kind of do the, make the list of things and we'll come back at about that 11th month yeah. mark to the year. Like, yes. and we'll come, you know, so just make your list. Yeah. Some yeah. of them give you the direct vendors to go to. If you have a problem with electrical, Emergent. call these people. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Some of, you know, yeah. some of them have those lists. Some of them are like, no, everything goes through us. And some of them are like, I don't really want to yeah. hear from you until year, <laughs> <laughs> until we get to that year mark. Yeah. You know? yeah. yeah. We have the yeah. emergency, but, and then there's some that have like a third, third company that basically oh, yeah. is the warranty and stuff. The warranty the company. Portal, yeah. All that yep. stuff. Portal. Yeah. And that, that's a lot. That's yeah, a lot for a client good. to go through, especially because their toilet's leaking and they have no idea how to turn off their water or, yes, you know, I mean, yeah. like these are things that I've experienced with new construction, yeah. not on our stuff, but right. <laughs> when you've had buyers yeah. with other stuff. And yeah. I'm like panicking, calling our, our vendors, but those are really important things to think yeah. about is, and, and having a vendor list yes. as an existing agent, like even if you don't necessarily do new construction, like have your referral partners. Yes. Because they will call you with problems, no matter if it's resale or new construction. Um, Part of that post-closing too, then knowing the builder's timeline, I make sure I set my calendar reminders for my client. Like, hey, remember, the builder said you have to do this at this time. Make sure you're doing it. Like, I mean, so that's something post-close value that I want to make sure I know what their process is and then I help my clients follow along that process. Because they they normally don't follow up. Yeah, exactly. On on their own. Yeah. Yeah. And the builder's not going to do it. Yeah, the builder's not. Kyle, I think, did you have something you wanted to add to that? Probably, but I don't remember now. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> she, no, did sound, right. she did That's such a good job. Yeah, she crushed it. Yeah, yeah, yeah that, that was, was really good. great. <laughs> really great. Okay. Um, yeah, I think wrapping up, guys, I mean, just thank you for being here. Thank you for your insight and your input. Um, this is an important space to know how to navigate, to know how to be there for our clients. And you are worth it it's on the buy or the sell side. I mean, you really want to help support your clients on all those sides. So thanks for your time today. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Thank you for joining us today. For more episodes, resources, and show notes, head to morethanmorepodcast.com.